The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Are you ready to talk sports with one of the leading sports journalists of today? Welcome to All Around Sports with John Inglesby. John's years of experience as a journalist has allowed him to net exclusive interviews with the top players, former players, commissioners, and owners. John and his guests are ready to give you the straight word when it comes to sports. Now, let's talk all around sports. Here's your host, John Inglesby. Voice America listeners, welcome to the 92nd ever show of All Around Sports. Reach Friday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, we broadcast live from Boston to go all around the world of sports for one hour to discuss what happened this week and what's coming up for the weekend. To join the show, the call-in number is 1-888-346-9144, or you can email me at iir at comcast.net, which comes to me through my website at www.iirsports.com. As always, I will give you my highlights, lowlights, and bizarre news items from this past week. As a, Also, in a few minutes, we'll be joined by our weekly call-in expert, Barry Rubenstein of the New York Post Sports Department. <clears throat> well, in what was the traditional slow mid-February week of sports, one of the slowest weeks of the year, along with uh, Major League All-Star Game uh, in July, uh, but in this slow week, uh, you know, the highlight of the week to me was yesterday's <clears throat> passing of the NBA trade deadline. It went quietly. There were no big names dealt. But now I consider it a highlight because we know who is playing with whom for the rest of the season. And we can get on with the fun part of the season. The All-Star break is behind us. And the All-Star game uh, out in Houston last weekend was pretty good. Had its moments. Chris Paul, especially. Uh, but, yeah, pretty good stuff. Um, but now, again, we can start to get serious about the NBA as we uh, are now in the second half of the season. Uh, lots of great questions coming in now that, again, the trade deadline is behind us. You know, KG did not go to the Clippers, uh, even though it sounds like it went to the absolute 11th hour. Uh, but the big question to me, the entire uh, – that could shape the entire playoff race is simply, will Derek Rose return for the Bulls? It's just that simple. Um, he is the game changer. Uh, with him, they are a potential champion that could actually take on the Heat. Without him, the Bulls are a good team, a playoff team, but certainly they're not beating the Heat, that's for sure. Uh, other really interesting questions to me heading in are uh, the Lakers. Kobe's now guaranteed they will make the playoffs, uh, despite being under 500. Uh, they beat up pretty good on the Celtics the other night in the uh, aftermath of the death of Dr. Jerry Buss, truly one of the great owners ever. Uh, and I say that from my perch here in Boston. Uh, it shows you that he deserves uh, 
respect and acclaim from every basketball fan or NBA fan. Uh, so, will the Lakers make the playoffs? As I said, they beat up on the Celtics, riding uh, some emotion the other night down in L.A., especially after the Celtics beat up on them in the Garden a few weeks back. But uh, the Celtics, they're, they're, they're standing pat with KG Pierce, obviously no Rondo. Uh, but, as we all know, they ran off a seven-game streak after Rondo. And, by the way, a tremendous story on Rondo in this week's Sports Illustrated, well worth reading. Uh, best I've seen on what this guy is uh, all about. Complicated, but ultra-talented guy. Uh, but anyway, great, great stuff. Uh, but I digress. Um, how will the Celtics do? Uh, sans Rondo, but, you know, with KG, Pierce, and basically a whole new supporting cast. Uh, how far can or will they go? Uh, we've got to watch out for them in the playoffs. I saw too much in person last year when I covered the Heat Celtics. Uh, epic seven-game series. San Antonio Spurs, will they run out of gas? Um, tough to say. They, uh, you know, last year, again, they were the regular season best team. We all know they're older. No secret there. They're a lot like the Celtics. Uh, you know, aging champions, Tim Duncan, um, Manu Ginobili, but um, Tony Parker, and I don't consider him aging. He is fabulous. The more I see that guy, the more uh, I realize how great he truly is. Uh, but, you know, will they run out of gas again or not? And then, to me, the final question, Oklahoma City Thunder, without James Harden, will they, uh, you know, do they have enough with basically... Kevin Durant and uh, Russell Westbrook to, you know, challenge the Heat. Those are about the only ones I see. I just don't think the Clippers are quite there yet, but very interesting. Could make for a fun playoff series or two. Um, the teams I mentioned, you know, the Heat are prohibitive favorites, period. That's it. I don't see anybody beating them. Uh, it's really that simple. Um, they look awesome. LeBron looks awesome. Now it's going to get fun. My low light of the week is uh, Tiger and Rory being beaten at the uh, WTC Accenture match play tournament out in Arizona following a snow delay. found myself thinking, have I ever seen snow uh, falling on cactuses? Don't think so. So I thought that was pretty cool. Um especially given all the snow we've been getting here this weekend. Uh, that's one of the reasons I'm disappointed, because another snowstorm is on the way here to Boston, calling for potentially between six inches and a foot. And if we get uh, a foot, we'll be, it'll be the snowiest, snowiest February in the history of Boston. We're about 10, 11 inches behind it right now, so that's not good. And I was thinking with another weekend snowstorm, it would be fun to sit in and watch some golf from Arizona, match play like the Ryder Cup with Tiger and Rory, but that, that ain't happening. Uh, both ousted yesterday. And uh, so, again, sort of disappointing. It's always fun to have uh, the top-ranked golfers, the, 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 uh, the true names. And But there's still people like Phil and others in the hunt, so it should be good. 
My bizarre story of the week is the Oscar Pretorius case, uh, the Blade Runner. In less than we, in less than one week, it has taken unbelievably bizarre twists, and a lot of them, i.e., the lead investigator uh, was removed from the case yesterday, since he is himself charged with murder. Uh, and today. The Blade Runner was released on bail, so has to post what I guess is the equivalent of a little over a hundred thousand U.S. dollars, and now he is uh, he is a free man. So that should be interesting. And uh, again, it just gets more and more bizarre. I heard a few times yesterday uh, that it's starting to look after one week. Like the O.J. case, remember the murder occurred, oddly enough, on Valentine's Day, so, what, eight days. Um, but anyway, I heard it being compared often to the O.J. case, again, after one week. That's pretty crazy. And uh, I even heard where people like Marsha Clark, there's a, a name from the past, uh, is, is commenting on, on the Oscar Pretorius case. So with that said... As my uh, former co-host, Lemont Williams from Outside the Huddle, likes to say, it's time to pay some bills, so let's take our break. And next up will be our weekly call-in expert, Barry Rubenstein of the New York Post Sports Department. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. Football and so much more is the focus of Planet Gridiron with Damian Anderson. Join the former Arizona Cardinals running back for a show that mixes, well, a little bit of everything. Damian brings to the program life experiences playing football and will talk about his variety of successes both on and off the field. The goal is to provide you with a fun perspective on life, family, success, and of course, football. Tune in to Planet Gridiron with Damian Anderson, Fridays at noon Pacific time 3 p.m eastern time on the voice america sports channel the job of a professional athlete is never complete in life after the game host lamar campbell will take an inside look at how athletes are making the transition from the professional athletics world to the professional business world you'll understand the goals motivations and personalities that drive these players off the field and in their post-professional career tune in to life after the game with lamar campbell every tuesday at 2 p.m eastern time 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. Ready for in-your-face sports? Want to talk about the topics that nobody else is willing to talk about? Either because they're too scared to touch them or just don't think it's the way to go. You're not going to be shy here. Tune in to Here's the Deal with Mega and Steel, featuring Ike Mega Griffin and Sydney Steel Justice. We've got the facts to back up the talk and invite you to join us every Friday at 2 p.m. Pacific Time, 5 p.m. Eastern, just before the weekend on the Voice America Sports Channel. We tell it like it is. Your internet flagship station for sports... Sports. You're listening to All Around Sports with your host, John Inglesby. Become a part of today's show by calling 1 888 346 9144. That's 1 888 346 9144. Or by sending an email to IIR at Comcast.net. Now, back to the show. 
Voice America listeners, welcome back to segment two of All Around Sports, and I am your host, John Inglesby. To join the show, the call-in number is 1-888-346-9144, or you can email me at iir at comcast.net. It's that time of the show when we typically have guests with us, and on the line is our weekly call-in expert, Barry Rubenstein of the New York Post Sports Department. And Barry, thank you for calling, and how are you doing today? Excellent, John. Thanks for having me, as always. That's good. It's our pleasure, our pleasure, to say the least. Uh, well, getting ready for another weekend snowstorm here in uh, the Northeast. Hard to believe and, frankly, tough to swallow. But uh, that said, I, I guess that just means we'll be stuck inside to watch even more sports than usual. Um, so, last week, stuck inside watching the NBA All-Star Game. And uh, let me just get your quick thoughts on... That, the All-Star Game, and, and also, uh, you know, the trade deadline that passed very quietly yesterday. Yeah, it was quiet, wasn't it? I mean, you know, there, there, there's, always, there's always rumors and there's always, you know, uh, there's always subterfuge and there's always, you know, innuendos and skullduggery behind the scenes. But I think when it comes to trade deadlines, usually the, the trades that make the biggest impact historically are the ones that no one ever figured on. But we didn't even see that this time. I mean, you know, when 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 the when the biggest name that changes hands is uh, is JJ Redick, there's not a whole lot of uh, uh, not a whole lot of news to report there, unfortunately. But uh, you know, there were all these all these rumors about Dwight Howard being traded for Rajon Rondo and Howard maybe going uh, thought about going to the Nets and and all these all kinds of craziness. And you know, of course, none of those things happened. And of course, uh, the trade deadline quietly came and went. Um, as far as the All-Star game goes, I mean, you know, it's, it's your, your typical, uh, you know, no defense uh, kind of performance, you know. Uh, and, you know, it's, it's, it's you know, home of All-Star games, I, I think the only real one that, that really carries any meaning, but really all for all the wrong reasons, I think, is, is the Major League Baseball All-Star game because of the, uh, you know, of, of the new, of the new well, not, not some new anymore, but the caveat that the winner of the All-Star game gets, uh, you know, home field advantage in the, in the World Series, which to me is just, just crazy anyway. I mean, it's, I mean, in every other sport, home field advantage goes to the better record, right? So, you know, that, that doesn't really make any sense. But I think historically, the, the baseball All-Star game, is, to me, has always been kind of the most intriguing. It's always been kind of the one that's most interesting, um, you know, and I think, again, you know, the fact that, uh, you know, inter- now that we have interest in play, it has it's taken some of the the, the spice off of that as well. So, you know, as far as all the other All-Star games, look, we, we've talked about the uh, the Pro Bowl, you know, many times in the show, and, you know, like, who really cares, right? Uh, especially right. when it's, you know, especially when, you know, the, the week before the Super Bowl, and, and a lot of the best players aren't in it anyway, and you can't have it the week after the Super Bowl because, you know, nobody cares at that point. Everybody's moved on to other things, right? So, you know, the NHL All-Star Game is kind of the same thing. You know, when the games are like, you know, 15 to 14, you know, it's hard to pay much, much attention. And right. to me, that, the, the same goes for the NBA All-Star Game. You know, it's like 150-something to 140-something. I mean, really? I mean, that's really not the, the way the game is meant to be played. So, listen, it's all about honoring the best athletes in, in each particular sport. It's all about, you know, the leagues getting together, you know, the leagues putting, putting an event together. You know, it's all about the events that go along with it. You know, with, with the NBA, you know, they, they do a pretty good job with the skills competition and with the, um, you know, the rookie sophomore game and, and, you know, having, you know, 
been to, you know, several NBA All-Star games, and, you know, both, you know, covering and also behind the scenes when I was with the NBA. You know, I can tell you, there's, there's a lot, there's a lot of work behind it. There's a lot, a lot of plot to it. But, you know, that said, you know, when, when, you know, the, what the public sees and what most people see is just the game itself. So, you know, it, 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 is, it is what it is. And, uh, you know, it's fun to see all the great players get together and they're obviously having a good time. And, you know, it, it's, it's an exhibition, really. And, you know, as far as, you know, good quality play in any all-star game, you know, you're, you're, you're probably not going to see that. Other than baseball, I think baseball is the closest all-star game that comes to the way the game is meant to be played. That makes any sense? Um, Absolutely. Other than other than the fact that you know you're you're clearing your bench like a, you know like a little league game that everybody plays. But other than that, you know the, the game itself is pretty much the same. But you know you don't have the uh, you know the the uh, shall we say a lack of defensive discipline that you have in, in the three other major all star games. So that's uh, you know that, that that's pretty much where that stands. I think. Oh, absolutely, Barry. No, good analysis of all-star games, absolutely. And, you know, we grew up with, uh, you know, the baseball all-star game absolutely meaning something, and it still means a little, and now they've tried to put more meaning with the home field of the winner uh, gets the home field for the World Series. But, no, I remember, hey, when I was a kid, you know, the all-star game was huge. That was, oh, yeah. in certain, in, in some ways, the most important game of the year, or at least the game that a kid like me, got most excited for. I have vivid, vivid, vivid memories of, you know, the 15-inning game from, I believe, out in Angel Stadium, uh, you know, Anaheim, or, you know, 15 innings in, like, whatever, late 60s, early 70s. I think Gaz won it in the 15th. But, you know, again, I can remember all-star games from my youth, you know, Reggie Jackson's home run out sure. of. Tiger Stadium. I mean, gigantic, big moments. You'd yeah, never they, see that in other All-Star games ever, ever, ever. Right, and they were. And, you know, and, and again, I think that, you know, and I think part of it, too, is, you know, you, know, you, you, know, you and I are, are, are approximately the same age, and I think we remember you know, pretty much the same things from, from, from a similar perspective. I think when you're a kid, I think these memories of these games are, 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 are more when you're younger, like they seem... They seem bigger than they really are. Although, I mean, games absolutely, you, you, I think the games you mentioned certainly, you know, would be near the top of like all-time baseball all-star games. I absolutely agree with that. But at the same time, I think when you when you have the perspective of back and you're looking at all-star games in the past, I, I think number one, you have that perspective, you know, from, from from a kid's point of view, which is a little different than the adult's point of view, right? But then you also have the fact totally. that, and I, and I touched on this before, I I think that. Um, the fact that we have interleague play now really waters it down because you never, other than the World Series and the All-Star game, those are the only two times you ever saw players from the two leagues playing each other. Now, with interleague play, it, it, it kind of, it's not quite as special as it used to be. And I, I think that's one reason why the baseball All-Star game maybe doesn't quite have the luster it used to have. It's still better than all the other ones, but it's not quite as special as it used to be. And, and you know, you can even take the World Series. I mean, you know, obviously it's the championship series. Of the sport, the two best teams, but I always felt that the World Series, the All Star Game, to a lesser degree, and the World Series especially, were so much more special because the teams you never, the teams never played against each other during the regular season. You never saw them. It was a totally different style of play. So, yeah, I mean, you know, they're never going to go back to that because I think you know, interleague play is here to stay. 
fortunately or unfortunately, depending on your point of view. But um, yeah, I, I think all those factors help to make you know certainly the All Star Game and the World Series uh, you know certainly more special back in the day. Oh, absolutely, Barry. The fact that they didn't play each other added a certain sense of romanticism to it. You know, where you could like again. Let, especially as a kid, you know, let the mind wander. I wonder what it would be like for the Pittsburgh Pirates to play, you know, the Cincinnati Reds, you know, that type of stuff. And, uh, but yeah, but just even, and you're so right about, you know, through the eyes of a kid, how things are, look bigger, but one that wasn't through the eyes of a kid that by any stretch of the imagination is memorable, um, you know, right in our, right in our backyard, uh, the 99 All-Star Game at Fenway, was notable for a couple reasons. Obviously, Ted Williams just completely stole stole the show, mm-hmm. and I, I will never forget. I, I mean, I actually it literally warmed my heart to see the genuine emotion and respect those players paid to him that night as they all just you know rushed the golf cart that he was in. Uh, you know, totally unplanned, clearly real, real by any standard. But I always remember, you know, Pedro. Uh, you know, just mowing down every everybody in his way in the first three innings. That was just an unbelievable performance. But next to Ted Williams, actually, the biggest thing of that weekend was Mark McGuire, uh, you know, pounding home runs out of Fenway Park in the uh, home run derby. So, again, the, you know, you only have to go back, what, now, 13, 14 years to, mm-hmm. you know, and everybody remembers all those things that I just mentioned. I mean, everybody. That right. is just... You know, that you don't have to grope to recall that stuff. That was just uh, huge across the nation, every bit, of, every piece of it. So it's still relevant. There, you know, it's just still relevant. You just can't say that about any of the other three sports all-star games, to put it by all No, no. And, you know, you have, you know, and, you know, you and I are old enough to remember this, but, you know, probably the most famous, you know, you know, not talking about the first All-Star game, you know, the one they always, they always talk about was, I guess it was 1933 or 1934 when, uh, uh, when, uh, uh Ruth, Gehrig, uh, oh my, I can't remember the four guys who struck out in succession, right? Carl Hubble struck out, but Ruth, yes. Gehrig, Jimmy Fox, and Charlie Gehringer, I believe, were the four, right? Yeah. So, uh, you have that. And then I think, you know, from, you know, you talk about our youth, you know, the game that really stands out, you know, an All-Star game, you know, maybe the, the most significant Baseball All Star Game of all time was the 1970 All Star Game when Pete Rose ran over Ray Fossey at the plate oh, to end the game, and you would you, know, and you would never you would never see that now. That would never 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 happen now. So you know it, it, it's things like that that are really memorable. I think. Good point. Yes, it ended Ray Fossey's career. I mean, there's no oh, yeah. ends or buts about it. Totally, totally. Like on the spot. Not that he didn't try comebacks, but you know, no one would ever, you know, think otherwise. No, he was um, never the same. He was never the same after that. Not even close. Not even ten percent of the same after that. Uh, but you would. But I guess the point is, you would never see, uh, in, certainly in a baseball time, you would never see a physical play like that ever again. You know, I, I can't imagine that. You know, the way with the, with the amount of money these guys make, and the and just you know the the whole the, the whole. Fiber of the, the All Star Game being what it is, you would never, you would, it's like it's like it's like a night off for you guys. It's like a, it's like a, a, a you know night of fun. So you would never see that again. And I, and I think you wouldn't see anything like that in any All Star Game because there's no other All Star Game where you have that kind of situation, right? Because all the other games which are contact sports, allegedly, you know, they pretty much play no defense. So it's kind of crazy. I mean, you had 
the NFL to the last Pro Bowl, you had Jeff Saturday switching sides to snap the Peyton Manning one more time. You know, it's just, just, just crazy. So, you know, it's just, you know, it's hard, it, it's really hard to take all-star games seriously, you know? Yeah, which actually brings us to, you know, a very relevant topic that we haven't talked about since it was just played recently was, uh, yeah, I mean, your point is perfectly made by the fact that, you know, the Pro Bowl is on probation, so to speak, uh, where, you know, Roger Goodell has said, you know, if you didn't see the effort he liked, I happened to tune in for a few minutes two years ago when it was an absolute total joke caused prompting Goodell to say, uh, you know, I'm thinking of canceling it. And then the Players Association convinced him to give it one more try. That try occurred about a month ago out in Hawaii. And, uh, you know, I watched for a few minutes. It was actually the night I arrived in New Orleans for Super Bowl week and uh, watched it while eating some crawfish and gumbo. And, uh, you know, it seemed to be a little better than the year before, which it, it could never be worse than the year before. Mm-hmm. Um so, yeah, I just find it interesting. Uh, you know, they've obviously gone to the week between the week before the Super Bowl, between the AFC title game and the Super Bowl, that off week. So the Super Bowl participant players chosen for the Pro Bowl can play. Anyway, you know, I really haven't heard anything. I think I heard, yeah, I did. Right, right afterwards I heard Goodell say, you know, uh, basically, you know, he kind of liked what he saw. And it was pretty much saying what I'm saying, just, you know, what I saw well, looked pretty good, but, you know, no decisions. So I'm just anxious to see how that all goes, you know. And I say that because, you know, very simple. It may sound a little weird, but, you know, I write a lot about the NFL, and so often I'll, I'll simply be looking at somebody's career and I'll refer to him as, you know, five-time pro bowler, whatever. So mm-hmm. it's relevant in that respect, if you know what I mean. Yes, absolutely, because... Yeah, it's like you know, it's like saying a five-time all-star. It's the same thing, it's, you know. When you're when you say someone's a Pro Bowler, you're saying he's an all-star. That that's that's the connotation there. But yeah, you know, different by the way of be, yeah. from being an all-pro. Just I just want to. That's why right. it's important. But right. Sorry, yeah, to yeah, interrupt. Go right ahead. Right. That would that would be the difference. But you know, it, it's just you know for Roger Goodell to say, well, it's better than last. Well, you know, like it's like you just said, it, it, it couldn't be any worse, right? It had to get better than than it was two years ago. So. Um, you know, it, it, you know, maybe, maybe players realize, hey, you know, we got to put at least look like we're putting forth some some kind of effort here. I, I personally, you know, the, the, the game itself, there's just no. From a fan's point of view, I just don't see where people are even interested in the Pro Bowl anymore. I, I would, I would, I would propose, you know, after the Super Bowl, you know, forget trying to play a game, okay? Why not get, you know, if they still want to go to Hawaii, let them go to Hawaii on vacation, okay? Right. Or, why don't we? I would. I would propose, you know, maybe just like an extravaganza show, so kind of like a an awards night, similar to like say, like football's version of the Oscars, say, or the ESPYS, or something like that, where you have all the awards given out, right? You know, most valuable player, comeback player of the year, you know, all these different awards, you know, defensive player of the year, what, what have you, man of the NFL man of the year, all this stuff, and have and then just announce your you know the Pro Bowl team, first team, you know, NFC, first team AFC, and then just make it a big. Uh, Make a big award show. I, I think that actually might be more interesting and showing highlights of the season. That might be more interesting than an actual game, I think. That's an interesting concept, particularly interesting in that uh, they just started something like that on the Saturday night before the Super Bowl, the night before the Super Bowl. 
mm-hmm. started in Indy and the second annual, as it were, was just obviously a few weeks ago in New Orleans. It's held at a theater and it's very Oscar like. You're familiar with it, Alex Baldwin. Sure. You know, was the host. That's brand new and that's like announcing like the League Awards, by the way. It's not announcing Pro Bowl, obviously, but it is announcing the winners of the biggest awards the league has to offer in a very, very much Oscar setting, again, held at a theater. Um, so, you know, they've, they're already doing something like that. Uh, but, yeah, it, it's, you know, we'll see where it goes with the Pro Bowl. Obviously, one difference from of that from others is that uh, it's not in the middle of the season like hockey, baseball, and basketball period that's it's always been that different in that regard right and you know that may or may not be a reason why it falters but anyway just to your earlier point here's the kicker and we need to we'll close the this segment with this fact the pro bowl unbelievably draws big ratings not just ratings good ratings you know not nfl type you know not nfl regular season or you know, ratings, but Pro Bowl ratings are still better than anything else anybody else could throw on TV. Period. End of story. That's why it continues. It's it's really that simple. That's the that's the argument for, and it's a, and it's an overwhelmingly powerful argument. Just uh, th- this most recent Pro Bowl, as well as the, the lousy one a couple years ago, and every other one before it, draws. Many millions of, of viewers every single year, and it's just that simple. So with that said, uh, you might have to ponder that one, Barry, and you can certainly come back <laughs> with your comments after the break. But with that said, uh, time for a break. I know you're sticking around, and uh, we'll catch you on the other side, Barry. Your Internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. Every Wednesday, you'll want to talk sports with touchdown Tony Collins and his co-host Bill Mattis. Tony's broken records and has been to the Pro Bowl and the Super Bowl. We'll talk about what's happening in sports every week with news, action, and notable guests from all aspects of the sports world. We'll also involve you by discussing questions and topics of interest sent in via email from listeners all over the world. Become what you believe. Tune into Sports Talk with Touchdown Tony Collins, Wednesdays at noon Eastern Time, 9 a.m. Pacific, on Voice America Sports. This week on The Revolution with Jim and Trav, that's presented to you by Outdoor Channel. On this week's program, we'll have deer expert Dr. David Samuel and chef dog trainer Jeremy Moore. Hey, we'll also have deer biologist Grant Woods and the host of the Bucks of Tecamonte, David Morris. When we talk about shed hunting. And it's all brought to you by Outdoor Channel plus Ram Trucks. Wednesdays at 1 Pacific on the Voice America Sports Channel. I'm Jim Ferguson. I'll see you on the trail. Your internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. You're listening to All Around Sports with your host, John Inglesby. Become a part of today's show by calling 1-888-346-9144. That's 1-888-346-9144. Or by sending an email to iir at comcast.net. Now... Back to the show. 
Voice America listeners, welcome back to segment three of All Around Sports. And to join the show, the call-in number is 1-888-346-9144, or you can email me at iir at comcast.net. On the line with us still is our weekly call-in expert, Barry Rubenstein of the New York Post Sports Department. And, Barry, we ended last segment talking about the Pro Bowl, so... Uh, I, I think enough said about all-star games, but let's talk a little football. Uh, you know, some pretty big names released uh, here in the last week and a half or so, two weeks. Uh, just heard that within the past hour that the Atlanta Falcons are looking to release Michael Turner. That obviously comes on the heels of Charles Woodson and Dwight Freeney uh, being released in the past, again, week, week and a half. Uh some pretty big names. Uh, what are your thoughts about? Uh, I mean, it happens every year, but you know, these are this year's names, and they're and they're pretty big ones. Right. I mean, you know, in the, in the, the brave new world of NFL free agency, you know, it's very hard. You know, back in the day, you know, you had guys playing for the same, you know, identified with the same team throughout their careers, and it just it just is not that way anymore. You know, mostly because of the free agency. You know, you, you the, the the players you mentioned. You know, uh, certainly, you know, uh, the Giants let, let Amon Bradshaw go, the Jets let Martin Scott go. There's a story today that the, uh, the Eagles are, uh, asking, uh, uh, Namdi Asamoah to restructure his contract or else they're going to release him. Uh, so yeah, I mean, there's always big names, uh, you know, kind of let go and changing uniforms and changing cities. That's, 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 that's just the way it is these days. And, uh, you know, I'm sure it'll be, uh, I'm sure will be playing more for it's all said and done. And, you know, and they're all, and, they're, and these are not, you know, middling guys. These are, you know, uh, Pro Bowl caliber players that we're talking about for the most part. So, um, you know, I'm sure there'll be more before we're up before the draft before we're all said and done with them. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yes. Forgot about the Jets. They, uh, you know, they've been <laughs> very active in releasing players. Yep. You know, no word on Tebow, and uh, you know that's the one everybody's waiting to to hear. And uh, uh, I'm sure, I'm sure that I'm sure that will happen. And uh, you know, they were talking yeah. about uh, you know there was this big story last week that uh, they, they would consider or that at least uh, the thought that the Joel Revis may be traded. Um, but right. uh, that's looking like at this point, not sure. Uh, you know, the thing about Revis is that you know he's a great player, but every year. He has some sort of squabble over his contract. I mean, every yep. year the guy is complaining, "Oh, I don't make enough money. I'm not appreciated. I'm not this. I'm not that." And he holds out from training camp and, and, and OTAs every year. So it's really, you know, from you know, for, from from, uh, from a New York point of view, it's really nothing unusual that that Revis, the, the, the Revis story coming out this time of year because the Revis story comes out every year about this time, you know, for the same thing. So um, you know, and then they always figure out a way to get it done. But, you know, again, you know, if, 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 you're, if, if the Jets are talking about cutting contracts and cutting money and cutting payroll, you know, they may have to consider it. Although Rex Ryan came out today and said that, you know, as far as he knows, that there are no plans to trade Revis. So, you know, stay tuned. You know, that could all change by tomorrow. You know, it's interesting, Barry, talking about Revis, who is, uh, you know, I agree every year it comes up, but if I'm the Jets, I'm just sort of sick of it. And if I'm a Jets fan, I'm kind of sick of it. But I'll, I'll give the flip side of it, which is... Uh, you know, Revis grew up in Aliquippa, Pennsylvania, close to where I grew up, Western PA, cradle quarterbacks, that whole thing. Mike Ditka, Tony Dorsett, Ty Law, all grew up in Aliquippa. 
when you talk Aliquippa, you talk the ultimate, and I mean the ultimate blue-collar town. You know, it's the poster child of blue-collar. Uh, half an hour or so from Pittsburgh, dying steel mill town, all of it. Tough, 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 tough town. Uh, <laughs> with, with the players I just listed, starting with Ditka, you can only imagine how tough it is. And, you know, so there's just a feeling down there that, you know, um, if you're a Darrell Rivas and, you know, I believe he has his representation is either from that area, has an NFL background, maybe someone who got injured. They come with the belief that, you know, you, you just got to get your money now, especially if you're the best in the game, which he is. So <clears throat> I'm not forgiving, forgiving it. Like I said, I myself am sick of it. But, you know, I also know that Darrell Rivas is from, uh, you, you know, uh, a circumstance he doesn't want to go back to, put it that way, i.e., as in running out of money and end up back in Aliquippa with no money. So that's where he's coming from. Again, not forgiving it, just looking at the other side because I happen to have some pretty good familiarity with uh, with his background and, and Aliquippa itself. So, you know, it's... Uh, it, it is crazy, but, you know, it's obviously some of the people who haven't been released, i.e. Ed Reed, that may be released, the rumor is they're going to be released, are, you know, just as big a names. Mike Wallace, another one I'm seeing, you know, the, it looks like the Dolphins are thinking of going after Wallace and Greg Jennings, according to ESPN, and i.e. that tells me the Dolphins are going for it this year, and good for them. Yeah, they've been, the Dolphins have been, uh, you know, sort of, uh, you know, under the radar for a few years now. And, uh, you know, yeah, it'd be great to, you know, it'd be great to see what, you know, a franchise that had been, you know, one of the marketing franchises in the league would be nice to get to have them be relevant again, right? I mean, you know, when you're talking about, you know, adding players, uh, to that caliber, um, that, that can only be good for competition and, and for the NFL. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, you know, with, with the, yeah, certainly with the Reefus situation, you know, and as you were saying, you know, you can't, you can't begrudge these athletes for, for, for going for as much as they can because, you know, your, 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 your playing careers are, are so short now. I mean, the average NFL playing career is, is still right about four years and, uh, hard to believe, but that, 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 that's what the case is. And, you know, with, with, with the, with the players stronger, faster, you know, injuries, I mean, your career could be over in an instant. And, you know, we've seen, we've seen career ending injuries. So, you know, you can't blame a guy for trying to get as much as he can, uh, you know, as soon as he can, you know. So that's just, that's just the nature of, 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 of the world that we live in, uh, with sports. And, uh, you know, we're just going to have to, have to deal with it. And, and, and part of that deal is, you know, seeing players changing uniforms and changing teams and changing cities. It's just, it's not the way it used to be in any sport, in any situation. So that's, that's just the way it is. Yeah, and, you know, I just remembered what it is with uh, Revis uh, and his background in that it's either a family member or an agent, someone in his inner circle uh, has held out, and I think it was an NFL player, and they have, whoever this is in the name escapes me right now, but, I mean, they've held out, if like a half a season. So uh, whatever, whoever it is, you know, working with Revis, close to Revis, advising him. And I, something tells me it's like a cousin or an uncle, uh, you know, already held out years ago during his career. 
thereby sending the obvious message that Terrell Revis will hold out, which he has done. So that's one of the things that made his threat, you know, a little more real combined with the, you know, the number one fact, he's the best in the game at his position, period, end of story. Anyway, uh, yeah, so it's interesting. Now we got, you know, so obviously we're in the middle of the combine out there in Indianapolis and seeing a lot of news conferences today. Felt, made me feel real good just about 10 minutes ago to see Chuck Pagano, Indianapolis Colts coach, who, of course, was stricken with leukemia, uh, talking and looking really, really healthy right in his home stadium there uh, a mere 10 minutes ago during a news conference. So. Uh, to me, the big news, so to speak, is Manti Teow. How is he going to be received? I think he is going to be absolutely grilled and skewered by every NFL team who has even a mild interest. I'm of the belief that, you know, number one fact, his horrible play in the Alabama game. He, he was just a non-factor, but the whole Notre Dame team was a non-factor. Number two, uh, you know. The great, uh, you know, the scam, the the fantasy, you know, the imaginary girlfriend. Uh, I, I think that just scares away a ton of NBA, NFL teams, probably not everyone. But what do you think, Barry? I, I just, you know, think they're going to grill them big time. Yeah, I agree. And I also think, some, but, but at the same time, someone will take a shot at them, right? I mean, you yeah. know, oh, absolutely. Someone, will, someone will draft them. Someone will, will say, well, you know, uh, we, we understand all this, but we still think he has the potential to be a good NFL player, and really that's what it comes down to. I mean, you know, they they, they do all the psychological testing with these guys, and they, and they really do their do their due diligence with them. But you know, uh, when it comes right down to it, I mean, you know, I mean, the, the guy certainly is humiliated. The guy was made to look a fool. You know, he didn't do anything illegal. You know, he didn't he didn't hurt anybody or kill anyone or beat anybody or steal from anybody. So he did not commit a crime. Uh, you know, is it, is it, is it, is there a character issue? Yes, I think there is. But, you know, but at the same time, you know, we have to keep it in perspective. He did not commit a crime. He didn't hurt anybody. Uh, so, you know, teams may, may look at all this and, you know, interview him and say, you know what, this kid's really remorseful. This kid understands he made a mistake. Um, and he's, he wants to prove that he can play in the NFL and he wants to prove, you know, to any team that drafts him, that makes the commitment to him, that he will fulfill that commitment uh, and and pay it back tenfold. So, you know, uh, I think to a large degree, I think he has a big chip on his shoulder, and it all depends on how uh, prospective teams react to that and how they how, how they approach that. But I do think, if, you know, certainly I, I would be shocked if um, if this didn't come didn't come out with something major to prove to make people think from as a football player first, and, you know, eventually maybe all the other stuff gets kind of, you know, washed away over time, you know, because I think we have a very, uh, we're very forgiving of our sports stars in this country, and, you know, a lot of guys have gone through a lot of things a lot worse. You know, this this is certainly a bizarre circumstance and certainly one of the more memorable circumstances that, 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 that we can recall in a long time. With one of our athletes, but you know, again, he didn't, uh, he didn't hurt anybody or commit a crime. So, you know, we are very forgiving as a as a, as a society, especially to our uh, our sports heroes. So, it'll be real interesting to see uh, once a team tracks him and how he comes, how he plays, how he comports himself. Um, you know, it'll go a long way to the or 
if he's even, if he's even a good NFL player or a great NFL player. You know, a lot of it remains to be seen. And I think a lot of it's up to him, really. Well, I agree. And, uh, you know, to me, it's a matter of question. It's a matter of, you know, intelligence, gullibility, naivete. They're going to be on the minds of NFL personnel people. And, uh, you know, there were, are some that will, that might even be in, you know, com- his talent combined with his name. Let's face it, for better or worse, he's now a huge name. He's already big. And now he's just gigantic for many of the wrong reasons, but uh, he, a name is a name is a name. And uh, we shall see, you know, uh, it's going to be interesting. But with that said, it's time for our break. And sticking around for the final segment uh, will be Barry Rubenstein, our weekly call-in guest. And uh, with that said, let's take our break for our final segment. Your internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. Do you love sports talk? Can't get enough sports talk? Have we got a show for you. It's about the NFL training camps, Super Bowl previews, a look at the new starting quarterbacks, and weekly key injuries. We'll take your calls and emails right on the air. Former Philadelphia Eagle James Loving is your host, and you never know who'll drop by for a co-host spot or an interview on the spot. Tune in to Loving That Sports Talk with James Loving every Wednesday at noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. This Is It Sports is an engaging talk program that includes you, the experts, and sports, all moderated by Coach Carl Hargrave. We'll talk about what's going on in the general sports world, collegiate and professional, take a look at youth-oriented sports, athletic development and sportsmanship, faith, and where it has its place in sports, along with a lively discussion with Coach Carl every week. Tune in to This Is It Sports with Coach Carl Hargrave every Thursday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. Your internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. You're listening to All Around Sports with your host, John Inglesby. Become a part of today's show by calling 1-888-346-9144. That's 1-888-346-9144. Or by sending an email to iir at comcast.net. Now... Back to the show. Voice America listeners, welcome back to segment four of All Around Sports. And still on the line with us now is our weekly call-in expert, Barry Rubenstein of the New York Post. And Barry, uh, sticking with the NFL, uh, there's a little news this morning about uh, the league considering, you know, some changes in their off-season calendar. What, what, what are you hearing about that? Well, I mean, I think, you know, the, the NFL, as we've discussed many times, the NFL is already king, right? So they're going to kind of cement that place on on the throne. At least that, that's the perception of what the, what some things are being discussed right now over at the, uh, the Combines in Indianapolis. Uh, you know, the NFL is talking about kind of revamping its uh, off-season schedule to kind of push everything back a little bit, to push the Combine back a little bit, to push the free agency period back a little bit. Push the draft uh, into uh, you know into May and just keep kind of pushing everything back a little bit just to kind of keep the NFL uh, in the uh, you know in the in the national consciousness even more than it already is. I mean you know they 
you know, they really, you know, do a number on baseball, I think. You know, they're really, you know, go along with competing maybe with the NCAA tournament. Um, you know, they, they, they're, they're pretty smart with the way they, they run things with the NFL. So I really do think that, uh, you know, if nothing else, uh, this will, you know, give the NFL even, um, you know, even more, even, uh, more, uh, more visualization in the, in the offseason. Uh, you know, just, just to kind of keep them in front of people even more. And, uh, you know, no, nobody does that as well as the NFL does. I totally agree, Barry. And keep in mind, uh, you know, that all these potential move backs would lend itself to something I've been saying on the air, which is, uh, it would fit perfectly with the NFL Sunday holding a Super Bowl on President's Day weekend, which is typically falls around, as we all know, around, uh, February 20th or so. And if everything was pushed back, uh, already, that would make that move down the road that much easier. So uh, it's, it all fits in with an extra playoff round, more playoff teams, ultimately, you know, less preseason games, 18-game schedule. It's all intertwined. But to me, you know, it's just what you said. Everything you said is true. It, it just, you know, but it will ultimately give them that flexibility down the road to, you know, easily, easily extend the season a little longer. And, and I've got to tell you, Barry, after, you know, the last two weeks, you talk about a wasteland. You and I have been talking about it on the show. It's like, you know, for these are maybe the only two weeks all year long where I wouldn't call it a struggle, but we'll just call it, you know, uh, fewer topics than we're used to to choose from. And uh, on, on the world of sports, doing a sports talk show. And so, yeah, I, 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 here I am two weeks after the Super Bowl, and I find myself just thinking like, wow, it is really just uh, – you know, so quiet in February, nothing, yeah. you know, and the NFL could just own this month like they own so many other months, and it's just there for the taking, period, and I, I think they're going to take it, I really do, I believe that with my heart and soul. Yeah, I, mean, I, 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 yeah. I, I couldn't agree more, because, I mean, listen, I mean, they, they already own it to a large degree, but... You know, moving the Super Bowl to President's Day weekend makes so much sense because, it does. you know, yeah, I mean, push it back one more week, right? I mean, at least that way you, you know, you make it more of a holiday because then people don't have to worry about getting up early to go to work on that Monday. It's a national yep. holiday. If you turn it into a national, like, weekend holiday, your President's Day slash Super Bowl weekend, you know, I, I think it would be great. And, you know, the, they might as well, right? I mean, Totally. Why not? I, I'm totally in favor of it. I'm not. Oh yeah. And, they, and they've said this, by the way. I mean, you know, this is yeah. not. I'm not breaking news here. This is fairly right. common knowledge. You know. Right. And, yeah. And there's 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 really no. Honestly, I mean, who is gonna who's gonna argue with you know uh, another week of NFL? I mean, nobody, right? So, and it makes it makes perfect sense in in, in so many ways. It really does. And. You know, because we always talk about it, and we talk about it on air, off air, you know, and we talk about it at, the, at, at, at my office too. I mean, we're really in the dog days. I mean, in between, you know, you do, there's, after the Super Bowl, it's, a, it's pretty much dead until the NCAA tournament. And then you have, you know, uh, Major League Baseball starting up over after that. But you have some, you know, training stuff going on. And quite frankly, there's been really, in my opinion, a really it's just a, just a, 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 a black hole of, of non-news in baseball training camp. I think baseball training camps is very quiet 
this year. Totally. A, little unusual, a little unusually so. So, you know, you have that, and it's just, you know, and that, that more dead time between um, the end of the season and the same tournament. So, you know, why not extend it another week? Why not uh, give us another week of NFL to talk about it? It makes perfect sense. Well, just think about it in simplistic terms. It's not that big a deal. We're only talking a couple weeks, mm-hmm. two weeks. Uh, you, you know, you, you add around the playoffs, you've got one week taken care of, and then, you know, to go back to the earlier topic, if they could ever figure out this sort of Pro Bowl thing, then there's your other week, and next, mm-hmm. and then you're, you're there. You're just there. Right. <laughs> and uh, so, right. yeah, it's... Uh, right. I, again, I think it's inevitable, and I and I hope it does occur. And I think millions and millions of Americans. I mean, how fitting would it be anyway? By the way, you know, the most American sport of them all, at least, you know, in my mind, is you know, football ties itself to President's Day weekend. It's just you know, it's a marriage made in heaven uh, in every way possible. But most importantly, obviously, you know, everybody has Monday off. It's just that simple. Right. That's the key to the whole thing, which just elevates the whole Super Bowl experience. Having had the good fortune to be at the last few Super Bowls with NFL media credentials, it's just so gigantic. I mean, you know, I sit there and just think, you know, it can't get any bigger, and it does get bigger every year. But now, you know, with the entertainment world, it's just so much tied into it. It's so vast. I'll start with the most number of media credentials ever issued were for this year, 5,200 from across wow. the world. Oh, yeah, I, I know. That's a show-stopping that's, figure. That's, that's mind, but for a sporting event, that's mind-boggling, right? It, it's beyond mind-boggling. It's just it's stunning, show-stopping, and all those things. So then I say, well, what, can, what could possibly, possibly make it go even bigger? And knowing that the NFL is, always has its eye on growth, this is exactly what could do it, <laughs> making it President's Day. It just makes it that much easier for even more people to go and cover it. Sure, so. and, it, it, and 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 you know, not to mention covering it and watching it. But you know, we, you were talking about ratings before. You know, I, I, I it has to, it's, it's kind of a no-brainer, right? I mean, if, if people don't have to get up early the next day to go to work, wouldn't that ostensibly mean that these ratings would have to go up? I mean, the, the there you only, go. Yeah, that's, sure. And, that's the most they, important fact of all. Of course, and it, it would be it would be a no brainer that ratings would go up. They would they would almost by default have to be higher. So because there'd be no reason for people to to shut the game off at halftime unless they thought the game was over, like like this passer bowl appeared to be, and then we had one of the greatest you know second half Super Bowls of all time. So, but the point, exactly. but, the, but right, but the point is, you know, it, it just it just makes it more of an event. If, if it were if it were possible to make a Super Bowl an even bigger event than it already is. This is the way to do it. I mean, I, and I think, you know, and again, we're, you know, as we've said before, you know, this isn't exactly a news flash to anybody. I mean, it's, it, it, it really seems to be kind of a no-brainer, and I, and I would really be surprised if, if, if it didn't happen at this point. Yes, yes, and, and again, seeing these off-season moves uh, with the calendar, you know, moving back the combine, the draft, free agent period just seems to fit that, and, um, you know, by the way, it's like just yeah. There, there aren't any rules here. It's not like the NFL has to get this or that in place. They, they could pretty much do it anytime they want, and I'm sure they could easily figure out a way. The easiest way is to add another round of the playoffs, obviously already on the table. But yeah, if it was you know President's Day, I mean, it, it would promote you know travel 
i.e. people could go away for a long weekend and it's already school vacation week for much of the United States, specifically Boston. That's a traditional school vacation week, you know, and, and but people who weren't going away for school vacation. So people are already traveling. They're already having fun, shall we say. And then, uh, you know, lo and behold, you know, a lot of people who just want to get away for a three-day weekend, forget kids and school vacation, you know, they're not any, anybody going away now likes to get back for the Super Bowl um, or just not travel at all. Whereas now you'd have people traveling, and so it'd be good for the economy, so to speak, because people are just going away for Super Bowl weekend. Like I know people who go to Vegas for like the first weekend of the fi- of the NCAA tournament, where they can watch, you know, dozens and dozens of games in Vegas. So you, you know, I think the NFL. Uh, could start to have, you know, something going on even like that. So these are all areas to grow the Super Bowl, which seems like, you know, impossible to grow the Super Bowl any bigger. But, boy, these are, you and I are coming up with some pretty good reasons why they could. Yeah, I mean, it's really, there's, there's when, you, when you get right down to it, there's no reason not to do it, really. That's really what it comes down to. And, you know, it, 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 it is funny to think that, Think that well, gee, this, you know, how can we make the Super Bowl even bigger? Well, this, this would do it. This would absolutely do it. It would do it. Absolutely would do it. And uh, yeah, hey, let's hope it happens. And uh, I guess one, you know, one other. Uh, it's funny, you know. I mean, I'm just thinking here with knowing that school vacation week, uh, we're in the middle of it, so to speak. Uh, you know, and coming up this weekend, of course, is the. Daytona 500, the great American race, you know, people from Boston, like ourselves, so often, you know, take school vacation week, go down to Florida. This is the middle of school vacation week, which is why this snowstorm could be very complicated because everybody's flying back home. Uh, but, you know, I, I just look at all the people that go to Florida. If it was Super, you know, you start off the week with Super Bowl and then you're, I've been down in Florida when they've had the Daytona 500. And, you know, you don't have to be a fan of NASCAR to, you know, have it get your attention, especially down there. And, and you know, that's going to be my appointment viewing pick of the week uh, in that Danica Patrick is looking to make some history. So I, I think that's going to draw some, uh, you know, some pretty big numbers uh, come Sunday. Yeah, I think it should. And, you know, maybe more so than normal would because, you know, you, you, you think of, NASCAR, I mean, let's face it, I mean, they made some strides a few years ago, but I think they've kind of scaled back in the last couple of years, and it's kind of gone back to me anyway. You know, being a North, you know, being a Northeastern guy, you know, I think it's kind of scaled back to a more regional sport. But I think right. certainly having, having Danica Patrick, that story, I, I think there will be more interest this year than there has been at Daytona in the past few years. I, I agree with that. So I really, absolutely. I would expect their ratings to be higher this year, absolutely. Very high, and just to close out the show, you know, in addition to the fact that, you know, there's nothing else going on. Tiger and Roy are out on the golf front, so, you know, they, they kind of have the stage to themselves. Last year, I think, was the year with that, uh, you know, they had to postpone it due to rain on, you know, rain and wet tracks and all that stuff. So, anyway, um, you know, it, it, it's had my attention. So, with that said... Voice America listeners, thank you all for tuning in again, and we'll do it all again next Friday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time. And, Barry, thanks again for joining us. We appreciate your thank analysis. You. Thank you.
Thanks again for tuning in to All Around Sports with your host, John Inglesby. Be sure to tune in again next Friday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time, 1 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. Have a terrific weekend, and we'll talk sports again next week.